Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Blake and Boomer are here for all of your weekly winners. Let's fatten up your wallet. All right, my friends, we're back. Chapter 3.7 of the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that intro. A little Tom Petty. Uh... Lost a good one this week, and uh, you know, got to pay our respects to the man, the greatest American rocker of all time. Uh, we welcome Chapter 3.7 of the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. As always, is brought to you by MyBoogie.ag. It's the best place in the business to play. You know, it's the only place I take my action. Super fast payouts, and they're giving you that 100% match bonus still. Promo, Deep Fried, all caps. Uh, but Deep Fried Bets Podcast, Boomer! Is with us this weekend. Collier was supposed to be. We don't know where he is. You know, that guy all over the place. Boomer, how's it going? I uh, could be uh, doing better, man, after I found out that crazy story about Tom Petty and how there's all kinds of uh, different stories going around about how, uh, how he died. Pretty crazy stuff, man. Yeah, I haven't heard too much. I don't, I don't know that I really want to get into that. Just I've been, uh, let's just say, Tom Petty Radio off Sirius XM has not that hasn't been changed since uh, Monday afternoon, but um, that and then obviously you know our thoughts. You know this is a gambling podcast, so you know Las Vegas is at the forefront of everything we do. Obviously, our thoughts are with those folks out there. Um, you know, people go there to to get away from their problems, and then that kind of bullshit happens. I mean, fuck that guy. I try not to use that word on here very often, but. Uh, that's all I had to say about that. Um, yeah, yeah I, was, I was talking to a couple of uh, my guys out there, out west. And, I mean, it hit the city pretty hard, you know. It, it, uh, obviously, you said we're a gambling podcast. We don't know how it affects any of the lines, if it does at all. But it's going to definitely affect some of the action coming in right. on the games this weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, like like you said, you've talked to some folks. I've talked to some folks. Uh you know, and everything I've heard is, don't stay away. Like they, they want you there. You know, they they need you right now. Vegas needs you to come and and do the Vegas things. And you know, that's just that that like I said, that's a place people go to get away from everything. And you know, we love that kind of action, obviously. And anyways, um, we're not gonna get into all that, but just throwing that out there. Our thoughts are with all those fine folks. But like I said, Steve Fried Bets podcast. It's chapter three point seven. Um, as of right now, we don't have a guest. There, you know, there's still some stuff up in the air. There's a chance I could throw in an interview with one of our my bookie guys after I record tonight, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's probably not gonna happen. I had a couple people back out last minute, but we'll make up for next week. Uh, hopefully, I've already got one or two scheduled for then. So be on the lookout. But boom, it's you know, it's it's the best sports time of the year in my opinion. Um, one of them at least. You got the uh, footballs in full swing, college, NFL. Baseball playoffs started last night. Good game. Uh, one going on. NHL. NHL is basically I was about to say, form. We've got the uh, hockey started back, you know, Wednesday nights when we record. We'll release Thursday morning. But, you know, hopefully we look to, forward to some more hockey plays from Boomer this year. Uh, baseball plays, we're going to give a lot of those out on Twitter. We'll try to give, you know, those every night. So be paying attention at Deep Fried Bets on Twitter and see what we got there. But um, tonight – we're going to switch things up a little bit. We've got uh, the NFL first, and then we'll do the college football. And the reason we're doing that is because, just to recap last week, we're going to talk about it right now, and it's kind of like that game where 
the coaches burn the film or, you know, they bury it or whatever. We're going to talk about it for about two seconds. We're never going to fucking talk about it again. Three and 12 for me. The worst weekend of my gambling life. Uh, bringing my overall record to 35 and 41. Boomer, not much better. Five and 10. Gets him to 39 and 38 on the year. So barely treading water above 500. But if there's anything I've yeah, learned. I, I, will, uh, I will say that I had to switch it up this week. I've been uh, sipping on some of that sweet Texas nectar, trying to get go. my groove back a little bit. But. Uh, Hopefully everybody that goes with my picks is an absolute hardcore degenerate gambler. And if they lose, they're always chasing. And if right. you did that last week, then you probably ended up somewhere close to break even if you just doubled down every single time with that Seahawks win and the Chiefs win. Yep. Two uh, solid ways to end the weekend right there. Right, yeah, especially that Chiefs. You totally earned that one. Um, oh, yes. I mean, sometimes you gotta you got to pay for a win every now and then from the gambling guys, and it paid off that time. First beat, our first ballot bad beat Hall of Fame right there. Um, thank God I didn't actually place any money on that because I knew I was not going to make it to the game. Anyways, like I said, that we will never speak of last week again. It was awful. It's not going to happen again. You know, I, I told Boom when it happened before we did the podcast last week, I was like, I do not like this weekend's slate of games at all. Obviously, that, that – proved true but i do love this weekend's slate of games like i said though we're gonna start it with the nfl switch it up a little bit we got thursday night football tomorrow night we've got the buccaneers we've got the patriots the patriots are five and a half point road favorites in tampa tomorrow night boom what's uh what's your take on this game well, just so hard to call this game because there's no value on either side. Right. The Patriots are already 0-1 this season on Thursday night games. Obviously, that game was played at home. My analysis last week obviously paid out. The home team definitely covered the big spread. That's what the trend was all last year. This year, I would love to stick with that same trend, but it kind of gets thrown out the window after the Patriots lose last week at home against Cam Newton. When was the last time the Patriots lost two games back-to-back? Oh, I mean, they're a miracle play away from being 0-3 at home. Right. And that's the only thing that gives me pause because I would go Tampa Bay every single time right here, getting five at home on Thursday night. I absolutely love that spot. I more than likely will hold off on this game because there's another Thursday night game that I absolutely love that is going to be getting most of my funding for the night. But on this game, if if I'm going to have to throw a pick out there, and you I'm, going to take, I'm going to take the Patriots only for that saying, I'm going to feel a hell of a lot dumber if I bet on Tampa Bay and the score ends up being 31 to nothing than I am it's a scoring that'd be in Tampa Bay, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Yeah, I think. So I'm the points. I'm gonna take the pads right here. I think that's a fair assessment. I, I've been up in the air on this game, and really coming into this podcast, I still don't even have my official pick yet. I mean, you, like you said, you don't want to back. You don't want to go against the Patriots on a uh, coming off a loss, especially at home. But at the same time, it's it's tough to. Uh, I don't know. It's it's tough to go against that five and a half at home. I think Tampa Bay is pretty good. Their defense gonna be without some guys, and this will be a high scoring game. The over under is huge though for a Thursday nighter. It's fifty five. I'm gonna take the under, or I'm gonna take the uh, the the uh, the Buccaneers. Sorry, um, Thursday night 
in hopes that maybe we kind of return to those sloppy Thursday night games, um, not in hopes of viewership, but in hopes of making money, that we kind of get back to those sloppy Thursday games where, you know, neither team is really blowing each other out. So I'm going to, you know, stick to the system, I guess you could say, and uh, take the Buccaneers plus five and a half at home on Thursday night. Uh, next up, we've got the Packers plus two at the Dallas Cowboys. Um Rematch from last year's playoff game. Aaron Rodgers, miraculous. Uh, Cowboys coming off a loss. Packers coming off a big Thursday night win, plus the mini-bye. Boomer, what's your take on this? I absolutely love the Cowboys in this spot. Like you said, the Packers, they've got a ton of rest playing on Thursday night, but they also are down a ton of players from last Thursday night. Cowboys coming off of a loss. Most of the time, People are going to remember what happened last week. The right. problem is right here is you've got two huge public teams facing off. The Packers are still getting the majority of that money, enough so that it's beat the Cowboys backers down. Line's gone down to two. Definitely seeing some value on the Cowboys. I think they right the ship this week. Ezekiel Elliott, the Packers' defensive line has looked great so far this year. They're banged up. Uh, back defensive backs are banged up. Aaron Rodgers is basically throwing to uh, tackling dummies at this point. So uh, I love Aaron Rodgers. Love to be on his side of the game. Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But I also like to make money, so that's why I'm gonna go with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott in this yeah, round. Yeah, love, 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 love the Cowboys here. This would probably be in contention for my lock of the week if we weren't already picking this game. Which kind of surprises me because I love to to back Aaron Rodgers, especially when he's getting points. But yeah, you know Dallas went on the road in the regular season last year, got the win. You know, I know they want to say they treat every game the same, but obviously I think the playoffs are a little bit different beast. Uh, I think Dallas needs this game more. They're two and two. They don't want to go to two and three. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like you said, everybody on that team's hurt. The division looks pretty good, but they usually do pretty well in division. So, uh, yeah, I think that their guard – I don't want to say it's down a little bit, but I think that the the Cowboys are going to be a little more urgent this weekend. Prescott played pretty well against that defense the two times he's seen it. Like you said, a lot of guys hurt. Uh, Elliott should have a big day. Prescott should have a big day. I think the Cowboys win pretty comfortably. I'd say uh, 35 – 21, 24, somewhere in there. So, uh, give me the Cowboys at home, minus the two. Next up, got a little Sunday night football. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus my boy, Deshaun Watson, and the Houston Texans. Uh, The Texans are getting one at home, one and a half, two. Kind of depends on where you're looking at it. But we'll go with one for purpose of this podcast. Uh I kind of tipped my hand a little bit there, but I love the Texans in this game. I, you know, I've been a big Deshaun Watson guy. If you know me, if you followed me on Twitter or anything like that, you know that that's I'm big on him. I thought it was stupid anybody that passed on him. The fact that he made it to 12 overall is crazy. Uh, he started showing that last week, big time. Obviously, not every game is going to be what he did last weekend, five touchdowns. But this Chiefs defense, uh, they're all right, but they're not as good as they have been in years past. Really, it's the offense that's been carrying them. And I think the Texans defense can shut that down a little bit. You know, don't really know what to say else, but uh, I'm going to back to Sean Watson at home, getting a point, and they grind out a win on the Sunday night. Boom, who you got here? Yeah, I mean, I would I would love to go with the Texans, mainly because you would figure that they would have some kind of value in this spot on Sunday night. 
But the fact that they beat Tennessee so heavily last week, this line going into this game, if they would have beat Tennessee by a field goal or lost, would have been somewhere in the neighborhood of Chiefs minus three, maybe even get up to three and a half. But the fact that Deshaun Watson had a hell of a game, obviously they had to open the line up a bit even given the home uh, the home factor there. I like the Chiefs here. I think that they're one of the best teams in football. They've proved that over and over and over again this year so far. Defense is rock solid. Deshaun Watson's still a rookie. He's good. I mean, he seems like he's good. We've seen him play in two games so far this year. He wasn't good enough to start the season, but he is now. Um, running game, not really there. So he's going to pretty much have to do it all by himself. I think the Chiefs defensively will have a a pretty solid scheme to keep him corralled because he hasn't really thrown the ball up that much. He throws a bunch of lollipop passes. He's not an accurate passer. He's done it all on his feet so far. Yeah. I think I think Houston gets after him. Um, this City. game, Alex, Alex well, I'm talking about Houston for Kansas City. A little bit of play on words right there. I know I'm a wordsmith. Oh, there you go. Generation. Okay. So, Alex Smith, he's not going to turn the ball over. Kareem Hunt, I mean – they they played well last week. I think they should have won a little bit by a little bit bigger of a margin. Should have legitimately um, covered. Should have legitimately covered, yeah, instead of the backdoor cover that everybody watched happen, which stays in the minds of betters, kind of makes you have a moment of pause on Kansas City. But, I, you know, I, I like the spot for Kansas City. The value plays pretty much even on both sides in this spot. The fact that Sunday night, Kansas City's already – Played a Sunday night game, I believe, this year. Uh, Is that right? Thursday night game? Thursday night, Monday night. So, now complete the trifecta this week. The fact that it's only one right now for Kansas City, basically a pick I'm going to go with a better team this spot on Sunday night. Okay. Well, another little tidbit. Uh, Kansas City is the only undefeated team in the league. You know, obviously, we're in week five, and the other 31 teams have already been knocked off. They've, they're going to go down at some point to the League of Parity. It's going to be so hard to ever see another undefeated team again. So they're not quite in fade territory yet, but I still like the Texans at home on Sunday night. All right, so let's get to this Monday night game. Uh, you know, mm, kind of weird to talk about, kind of hard to talk about right now. You got the Vikings against the Bears. <clears throat> no official line because they don't know if Bradford's going to play, but I'm seeing three and a half minus for the Vikings. Um, like I said, we – this is not the greatest game, and we don't really have an official line, but it's a Monday night game, and we'd like to pick those for you guys because we know you're going to be watching. We're going to have some action on it. So uh, what's your thoughts on this, Boom? Yeah, I mean, it's, the quarterback situation is kind of up in there for both of them. That's why the line hasn't come out yet. Uh, Case Keenum last week, I mean, super pedestrian out there. I mean, against a good line of defense, but – you know, they lost Dalvin Cook, no offense whatsoever, unless Sam Bradford somehow does come out and can actually get their playmakers on the outside of the football. Solid defense. I think I'm going to roll the dice here with Mr. Besky. You know, nobody really knows him. There's not going to be a lot of game tape on him, at least. That's going to be his ally in this game. He's going to probably – have an up-and-down game, but they do have two workhorses in the backfield that can kind of carry the load in the first half. 
fact they're getting three and a half at home on Monday night, I'm definitely going to err on that side. Because if you remember earlier in the year, the Bears did have a couple of close games and did right. beat the Steelers in week two. So yeah, probably should have beat the Falcons too. They have it. They have it in the bag to be able to compete with top echelon teams. Are they a top echelon team? Hell no. Are they going to make the playoffs? Definitely not. But I think on Monday night they'll try to get up. Fox, you know, he's up in there coaching, coaching jobs on the line this year. He's rolling the dice with Mr. Trubisky. I'll roll the dice with him on this one. That's right. Hey, uh, you know, I love kissing titties. That's uh, that's what old Mitchie Two Biscuits uh, tweeted out a couple of years ago, and of course, hey, got, roll damn tied to that man. That got brought up. I did see uh, uh, one of the funniest shirts I've seen. Somebody had on one that said uh, Sundays are for kissing titties. So. Uh, Props to whoever owns and or made that shirt. But, yeah, I'm with you here. I think the Bears at home is a good spot here. Three and a half, if it stays anywhere close to that. If it goes below that three threshold, I probably won't touch it. But uh, three and a half and above, I'll take the Bears at home. You know, this is going to be one of those, usually when you do switch to a rookie quarterback, it kind of rejuvenates your team a little bit. Everybody else gets a little spark in the locker room. You know, even if they're not that good, it just – it kind of puts a little more pep in the step, especially when the guy is Mike Glennon and you only, you already know what he's, his ceiling is. Uh, he probably hits his head on a lot of ceilings because he's a giraffe. But, uh, you know, you kind of know he's maxed out. Like, you know what you're going to get from Mike Glennon. It's not going to be very good. And But with Trubisky, you have no idea. And I think that excitement is something that you're going to see in the locker room this week. Um, you know, Tariq Cohn and Jordan Howard are definitely going to be excited because they know that they're going to be a bigger part of the game plan that – Glenn is not going to be out there turning the ball over four times. So uh, look for the Bears. Maybe pull the outright win on Monday night. Uh, you know, home game, Soldier Field, they usually do some special things there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to take the Bears probably outright money line, uh, but definitely keep the three and a half if you can to be safe. Man, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that cyberbullying effort right there on Mike Glenn. Really support that. Right. That was know. a good shot by you. That's what we're here for. Um it's not like we're midgets ourselves, so we get to talk about tall people. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all about it, Donald Trump. That's all. Keep it, keep it up. Keep all it right. Going. All right, there. Um, so that's the NFL slate, and we'll get to the college slate here in just a second. But, you know, if you're watching the games, it's time to start making money. And uh, my bookie is the, the industry-leading website. It hooks you up all your betting needs. Uh, with their great odds, fast payouts, and decades of expertise, you can bet with confidence. You know, your team doesn't even have to win. All they got to do is cover the spread. Uh, lay down some cash, win big today. You know what they say, man. Uh, good teams win, great teams cover. Uh, if you know your team sucks, do yourself a favor and bet against them. You know, you'll love making the money if they win, and if they lose, you know, you'll still be happy because you covered the spread. Um, you know, where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. We love using my bookie around here. You know, if you join right now, they'll match your bonus up to 100%, or they'll match 100% bonus. Um, all you got to do is go to mybookie.ag, deposit some bones, uh, enter promo code, all caps, deep fried. And you'll get uh, get some, some match bonus right there. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. That's how we do it. Uh, but let's go to some college football, boom. Week six already. I know I say this a lot during the football season, but slow the hell down. Like, you know, we go way too long waiting for this to fly by like this. Uh, Thursday night football, finally a good Thursday night game that we're excited about. I think you hit on this a little bit earlier. We got Louisville minus three and a half against NC State. 
on the road. The Wolfpacker at home Thursday night. Uh, this line has shifted. It started at one. It's gone up to three and a half. Boomer, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, this is my favorite game of the weekend. I can't help myself. I would tell you to bet the house, um, but that would be irresponsible. So just go ahead and bet the house on this game. Right. Uh, bet the neighborhood. Bet the neighbor's house. NC State is going to cover here. Louisville's offensive line is absolutely horrible. We've already seen that. Again, the Clemson game. I would say NC State's line, defensive line, almost mirrors Clemson. No, I that that's right, outlandish. No, I'm not going to let I know you say it's that. totally outlandish. And NC State's we're going to see that on Thursday very, night. NC State's State, no, <laughs> State line is very good. Chubb is great. But I don't know that Chubb would start for Clemson. That's how good that line is. Well, the the fact that Vegas went ahead and opened the line up, had the balls to open the line up at Louisville favored by one and just not get totally avalanched on NC State shows that they have confidence in the side that they're picking, that they, who they think is the public's going to be all over. they got to make up for some of the losses last weekend. Hopefully you will too. NC State – all day, I will be all over this game tomorrow night. And I could I could be wrong. I will preface it. I could be wrong. I have been uh, 10 times last weekend. But this is where you make the money up right here. Thursday night, pad the account, roll it to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and bet it all on Monday. Yeah, you could be wrong, but I don't think you are. I'm with you. Uh, I think NC State gets the win tomorrow night at home. So money line is definitely in play. But you're getting three and a half, so why not take it and play with it? Um, Louisville. You know, beginning of the year, I faded them a couple times. They were a little better early on. Then they faced that Clemson team, got manhandled. That that score was not – or that game was not anywhere as close as the score was. Um, Lamar Jackson is really good. You know, we've established that, but he's the only good part of that team. NC State's defense is great. Dave Dorn still needs to do some things to keep his job. And beating Louisville at home – as long as he doesn't lose out the rest of the year, he wins Thursday night. I think that kind of solidifies that he'll be back for 2018. Will help kind of keep some momentum on the recruiting trail. Um, so this is a huge game for them. Um, and the game last week against Syracuse that they did not cover by right. You could tell they four points ahead. was a total look ahead game. Yes, you could They've tell. They've been preparing for this game for two weeks. I mean, this I know Louisville was off. Last weekend, I believe, but don't put too much stock into that. Like you said, their defensive line is tremendous. Louisville's offensive line is awful, one of the worst in the country, Power Five. Uh, I don't think their defense is very good either, Louisville's. NC State's offense isn't great, but, you know, they'll get some points. They've gotten better. They've gotten better every single week. Their quarterback has gotten some confidence. I was shocked. The over-under on this thing is 66 right now, so – I'm almost as confident in the under as I am uh, NC State in this. So I'm going to have a little bit of a – probably do a nice little teaser and then definitely take take the plus three and a half and the uh, the under 66. But I think a nice little six-point teaser gets you to nine and a half and 72. That would be glorious right there. So Thursday night, big game. Both of us are really big in agreement, NC State there. Uh, next scheduled game for you in college football land is West Virginia. Take me home. Plus 13 and a half on the road at TCU. Uh, yes, we live in a world where TCU is a 14 point favorite to a home or to a ranked football team. 
Gary Patterson might have things rolling. Who knows? Ben, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this was kind of something I hinted on earlier in the year where Gary Patterson has these up and down seasons back back and forth pretty much every year. This line, though, I was surprised it came out at 13 and a half. I, I like West Virginia as a football team. I think they can score a lot. TCU already shut down an Oklahoma State team that was probably one of the best in the country at scoring points. Um, I mean, I probably will not be on this game, really? but, but, uh, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Will Greer. I, I love, love what he does, but the fact that it's being played in Fort Worth just has me, has me a bit off of it. Um, I mean, I'm going to, I favor West Virginia in the 13 and a half points. You'll probably see that in hit 14 before game time, but I, I just, I don't know if I can be totally on board with it because West Virginia has a very terrible defense and has a tendency to get blown out from time to time. So what's your, are you taking West Virginia as your official pick? Yes. Okay. I love West Virginia here. I think y'all know from the beginning of the year, I'm really high on the Mountaineers. Um, you know, they dropped the game to Virginia tech. Didn't look great in it, but They've been pretty good since. Uh, Will Greer's great. Holgerson will have those dudes ready to go. TCU, I think, is overrated. And, you know, it doesn't take much for me to think that. But Patterson's a really good coach most of the time. But he has these games where he slips up. Um, Oklahoma State, they looked really well. And they matched up great with them. But I don't think that's a thing that they are going to have that advantage every weekend. Um, I think that... I think that West Virginia could come in there and give them a scare. I'm going to have some money on the money line in this game. It's not going to be a lot, but it's going to be enough to get me to probably 150 in winnings. Um, so, yeah, I, I think West Virginia definitely covers, plus 13.5. Yeah, by the half point, if it makes you feel a little better, 13.5, 14, you won't have to give up too much juice. But I'm definitely taking the 14, and I'm going to have a little bit on the money line just to play around with because um, I think West Virginia comes in there and they, keeps it, cl- they keep it close and uh, – Put a little bit of a scare into the Horned Frogs, who I definitely think are a little bit overrated and should not be 14-point favorites. Next up, we've got a little rescheduled action. we got Miami, the Hurricanes, traveling to Florida State. Uh, Miami has not beat Florida State in what seems like forever. They are, however, three-point road favorites. Are Mark Richt and the boys ready for that, boom? Well, I will tell you this is my second favorite game of the weekend, and – that is because this line makes absolutely zero sense. Started as a pick 'em, that's where it hit the books in Las Vegas. People obviously jumped on Miami immediately, which is what some of the bookmakers assumed for the same reason as previously stated. They're trying to make up for some of the losses that they incurred last weekend. That's because everybody has a profit and loss statement, and every week is a week, it's a business week for them, basically. That being said, they're trying to cash in on this game. I know I have Florida State covering Wake Forest last week. They missed it by half a point if you got it to seven and a half. I absolutely love Florida State in this spot at home. Hate that it's a 3.30 game. I don't think it's going to matter too, too much because of how big of a rivalry game it is. We haven't seen a lot of Miami. They've missed two games so far. So we're going to get to – kind of see if they're legit. I think Blackman 
got a little bit more confidence against a pretty solid Wake Forest defense. That was a, that was a bit a favorite upset pick last week by a lot of uh, a lot of the public. It was Wake Forest money line, and they overcame that loss. I'll take Jimbo Fisher over Mark Rick pretty much ten times out of ten, and they still haven't fed their running backs this year. The running backs are fresh. Defense is solid. Yeah, Miami, I think, is probably a pretty good team. But, I mean, they dominated a mediocre Duke team last week. So, I'm banking on we don't know how good Miami is yet. And we do know the test that Florida State has withstood. And, you know, I'm getting three points at home. I'm taking that every single time with the Florida State game. Yep, I'm with you here, um, which is kind of scary after last week that we agreed on so many picks. But um, – I think Blackman, yeah, settled in a little bit last week. He wasn't great, but I think Wake Forest is uh, – I think they're pretty good. And Miami, big road win at Duke, but it's still Duke, so let's not overlook that. Um, yeah, I think that Rick – I don't know that they're ready for this yet. They, they just haven't conquered the Florida State test, and I'm going to fade them in this until they do. Um, you know, Florida State – they haven't played that much either. Neither of these teams have, you know, they've both missed a couple games. And um, I think last week they finally got that first win, Florida State did, so they can kind of settle in a little bit, get a little more confidence in their quarterback. At home, the place will be rocking. Uh, yeah, get the fans back on your side a little bit. I know you dropped two, but then you can start to realize, hey, one of those was against Alabama. Uh, only one of them was a conference game. We get Clemson if we beat them. You know, we're still right in the thick of this thing in the ACC so all hope's not lost for Florida State. I'll uh, I'll take him at home plus the three money line definitely in play here. But take the three if you can get it. Florida State Saturday afternoon. So next up is uh, really I kind of put this on the slate just to kind of to peg your thoughts on this boom. But I mean it's still a marquee game, and any other year it would be on the slate. But we've got LSU plus three traveling to the swamp to take on Florida. This game should be in LSU this year, but Joe Oliva really messed that up last year, and uh, like he's done a lot of things, <clears throat> especially a coaching hire, but mm, no, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, LSU, three-point dogs on the road in the swamp. Should Florida be favored against anyone, Ben? <laughs> I mean, it, this line, I've been watching it for the past 32 hours, and it just makes absolutely zero sense. I think that me and you would both agree that if Vanderbilt and LSU played on a neutral side, Vanderbilt would be favored by roughly four or five points, respectively. Last week, at home, they were a nine-point underdog that obviously switched over to seven and a half right before game time. Wait, who are you talking about? What? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about where this line is right now. Okay. Where does Vanderbilt have another question? Uh... I would say that Vanderbilt's a better team than LSU. Would you agree with that? No. After everything that we've seen on a neutral site, you wouldn't agree that Vanderbilt's better than LSU. No, there's just too much damn talent on LSU's team. I don't care who's coaching. Well, in my opinion, I would say LSU would be favored against – or Vanderbilt would be favored against LSU on a neutral site field. Regardless, that line was Vandy plus nine and a half starting out at home against Florida last week which they would have easily covered and possibly won the game had Jack Del Rio not Luke. gone out of the game. Luke, 
Yeah, Luke Del Rio. Jack was. Oh, uh, I thought I thought I thought Jack was just uh, super vain and would name his son after himself because he liked himself so much. I mean, very plausible. He probably does have a son named Jack Del Rio, but this one's Luke. Well, regardless, line started out at four and a half on this game. Public has been all over Florida, as you should, because LSU lost to Detroit Trojans last week at home at night, which total would have anybody it would have me off of it if i had not seen the line drop from four and a half to two and a half overnight for florida what does that tell me it tells me that somebody definitely knows something on this game there's some big money coming in on this game from all over the country mainly in las vegas i'm going to side on i'm going to err on that side and take lsu plus the two and a half do i think they're going to win no do i have confidence in the pick no am i going to bet on it yes because Somebody obviously knows something, so give me LSU. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, taking LSU in this game too. And I think I personally, I think LSU sucks. I think they're the worst team in the SEC. I, I don't think that. There's at some point, it's like in basketball. Obviously, it's not the same concept, but at some point, you just got to tell the guys. Let's you know. I feel like we have this conversation about Calipari every year. He just rolls the ball out there and say, you know, go do your thing. Obviously, football a lot different thing, but at some point, you got to realize, take a look in the mirror and say that this is one of the most talented teams in the country on paper. And uh, there's no excuse you shouldn't win eight or nine games at LSU, anyone. Um, you know, obviously not off to the best start. Lost to Troy last week at home, Saturday night game. It's not looking great. As an Alabama fan, I'm super ecstatic about the Ed Orgeron hire because LSU should be the, the toughest competition to the tide every year because of the recruiting landscape they have down there. But uh, Orgeron, you know, that this week has been a nightmare. They've already had um, play, two players-only meetings, apparently. Um, two the, – uh, the coordinators have met with the athletic director without Orgeron. Orgeron has met with the athletic director. It's a, it's a nightmare down there. But playing that Florida offense can, can heal a lot of bad things. Uh, Florida, I think, was blacklisted earlier in the year by me. But I, I think LSU can keep it within the number, maybe get the outright win. Maybe we see a 28-27 Florida win, something like that. Florida continues to pull shit out of their ass. Don't think they'll cover this weekend, though. So give me the LSU Tigers on the road in hopes that some of that talent finally starts to show up. Next, we got the primetime ABC matchup. we got Michigan State. Plus 10, traveling to Michigan, the big house, Boomer's playoff team, the Wolverines, Jim Harbaugh. Are you rolling with them? Uh, well, I don't really know much about this game, nor do I know much about the players in it. So I'm just going to blindly roll with Michigan okay. and eat the 10 because I'm a big Jim Harbaugh guy. I think he's got him ready. I think this is more than likely going to be a blowout because I personally think that Michigan State sucks this year. Yeah, Michigan State definitely down. Uh, last year they were four and eight. Uh, this year probably a little better than that. They did get beat by twenty by Notre Dame, but this is one of those rivalry games, and Michigan State always shows up against Michigan. Um, last year it was close. It was close before that. It's always going to be close. They're always going to play it to you know close to the vest. These two teams know each other very well. I think that Michigan State keeps it within the number. I don't think they get the outright win, but it'll be a sloppy game. They won't let Michigan control the tempo like they want to. Um, O'Corn starting for Michigan, and that has not been a good thing for them in the past. They haven't covered very much this year. 
obviously they did in the Florida game, but I don't think they've covered since. Uh, Harbaugh hasn't been blowing teams out like he wants to this year. He hadn't got that offense rolling. Defense is still really, really good, but the offense is not where they want it to be. Under is definitely in play here too, but I think Michigan State plus 10 in this primetime spot is probably the way to go. So that wraps up our scheduled college football games. We've got the NFL games. Um, we'll get to our vault and lock here in a second, but I kind of want to talk about this. This new thing I want to start rolling out, a little correspondence program. Um, so, you know, we, we got a good fan base, good loyal fan base. You know, love y'all's interactions, everything on Twitter and Facebook, all that good stuff. You know, we know y'all are out there and you're, you're, you're checking it out. You're going to games. You're going and partying on the weekends and all these college towns and just having a blast. Like, we want to hear about it. We want to get in on that. We want to, to interact with y'all. So, you know, if you're going to a game this weekend, holler at us. You know, send us some party pictures and let us know what your time's like down there. And, you know, if you see the starting quarterback for the team out, you know, holler at us. You know, on a Friday night, they're out hammering. they got a game in 12 hours. That's something we want to know about. So, uh, you know, keep us in the loop. We're going to do this little correspondence program. As of right now, we got some folks traveling down to the USA soccer game. We're going to be uh, kind of checking in with us in Orlando for the, the World Cup qualifier. So I think that's going to be a cool thing we can do. You know, we'll start doing that. We're going to order some more koozies and stuff here soon. So check in with us, do some correspondence, and we'll throw some koozies and stuff your way if you do. Um, we, uh, we want to connect with you on a spiritual level. Right. That's right. You know, we're making money together, so – we got a party together, too. But uh, next up, let's get to it, Ben. It's the vault. It's our five favorite games of the week that are not on the scheduled slate. This week, got some real good winners for you. Uh, I'll start us off. You know, we always do Boomer or Collier, whoever's with us, first. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it off this week. And I'm going to start in the Pac-12. We got Stanford taking on Utah. And believe it or not, I'm taking Stanford minus five and a half. Bryce Love has looked really, really good. Stanford's lost two games. Public's kind of – they're going to start to fade. Uh, last I checked, 71% of the bets are on Utah in this game. This is one of those classic ranked teams at home, probably getting a little more love than they should, ranked underdogs. Um, Stanford's still really good, and they still can be right in the middle of this thing in the Pac-12. So I'm going to take Stanford minus five and a half as my first game. Next up, let's go over to the NFL. We got the Bengals, and they've not looked very good, but they did finally get a big win against the Browns last week. And I know it sounds crazy, but one win can start, you know, kind of get the motor going. So let's take the Bengals minus three at home against the Buffalo Bills. Bills a little bit too high after that win in Atlanta, after Julio and Muhammad Sanu went out. It's kind of crazy. I've been telling you Matt Ryan's not that good, and when he doesn't have all-world Julio Jones and pretty damn good Muhammad Sanu to throw to, he doesn't look that good. Anyways, uh, take the Bengals minus three. Next up, Nebraska at home against Wisconsin. Last week, you know, kind of got some things fixed against Illinois. Um, Mike Riley still coaching for his job. Those guys, it's hard not to like Mike Riley. Everyone that's ever come in contact with him likes him, so they're going to play for him. They'll keep within the number of home against uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, you know, they're, got to, they're bound to not cover. They didn't cover last week, but they're, they're bound to fall down to earth a little bit. Next up, we got Oregon, who, um, you know, always does not cover against Washington State. And Washington State coming off a huge win against USC on Friday night. Letdown City coming in right here. Oregon, uh, Washington State only has two home games the rest of the year. That's going to start to settle in at some point. Uh, we're going to take Oregon and the points. It's around two. It could be around three. It depends on the quarterback situation. It's not official. 
out at all points, but we're definitely taking Oregon in the points. And finally, we're going back to the NFL. Uh, the Eagles are at home against the Cardinals. A lot of folks love the Eagles at six and a half, six. Uh, you can find it at seven some point. If you can find it at seven, take the Cardinals. That defense is still pretty good. They'll give Wentz some fits on Sunday, and I'm taking the Cardinals plus seven. So Cardinals plus seven, Oregon in the points, two, three, four, wherever it is. Nebraska plus 12, Bengals minus three, and Stanford minus five in the hook. Boom, what's your ball looking like? Oh, man, I'm getting the money right here. I'm going to go ahead and start it. Busting out the gate with a little Coastal Carolina action. Always. Getting one. Getting one at home against Georgia State. Coastal Carolina should have covered last week. Pretty much had a had a terrible beat. Um, Georgia State coming off of a pretty high win against Charleston. Love the spot for Coastal Carolina. Getting one. Next, going to the Blazers. Of UAB getting 11 against La Tech. Love them playing at home. The emotional high has been there throughout the year. I think they keep it within within the number for sure. I mean, a lot of close games should have covered, should have won the North Texas game last week. Love the Blazers. Drinking on that Boilermaker again this week, Purdue. Minus, I think it's gone up to four recently at home against Minnesota, celebrating a legend in uh, the old coach up there. Joe Tiller. Drew Brees. Drew Brees going to be in the stadium. I think they beat the brakes off of the Golden Gophers this week, especially after the poor showing Minnesota did last week against Maryland. Very mediocre team. Then – I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Arizona Wildcats. I've been on them so far this year. They disappointed me. I don't think they do this week against Colorado. I'm, I got a bad read on Colorado. I don't think they're that good of a team. I think this is more of a field goal game. I like the, the defensive line for, uh, for Arizona. I think they'll be able to keep pace with them. What's the spread? Uh, six and a half. Arizona catching six and a half points right there. Might go up to seven. Who knows? Take the six and a half while it lasts. I'm going to dip my toes in the NFL this week. There's a couple of games I like. There's a bunch of games I don't. But one of the games that I love is Detroit Lions, only minus two in the hook at home against Carolina. Carolina, obviously, a huge win last week against uh, the Patriots. They'll come down a little bit. The Lions, I think their defense is legit. They'll corral Cam Newton. And obviously, that air raid offense by Matt Stafford is going to Keep it between the lines. Speaking, so, speaking of Carolina and Cam Newton, um, did you see the news today? Um, I saw parts of it, the but presser? I'm not going to rush to judgment. I mean, dude, it's awful. It's 2017, man. You cannot be saying that shit. Um, I like that Detroit pick mainly because of that. That's some shit he's going to catch flack on for a while, and he should. Uh, in case you haven't heard... He was at a press conference, and a, a female reporter asked him a question about like some of the receivers running routes, and he just started laughing and had this shitty grin on his face. Like, huh, it's funny to hear a female asking a question about routes. Like, no, dude, it's 2017. No. Um, yeah, he's going to catch a lot of shit over that, and he should. Um, it's that, that That's the kind of thing that, like, yeah, it's not a good look, and – it's, it could affect him come game time because of all the, the questions he's going to have to ask answer about that over the next 72 hours. So I do like that Lions pick. But anyway, sorry, boom. Lions minus two and a half. Cardinals – or no, just the Arizona Wildcats plus six and a half. Purdue minus four. 
UAB plus 11 and Coastal Carolina minus one. Is that right? Uh, Coastal Carolina is catching one. It started out at uh, minus one, but it catches the value of plus one. Too, okay, so now Coastal Carolina is getting the one. All right, the Chanticleers. Um, so that does it for our vaults. It's everybody's favorite time of the week. It's cold beer drinking 30. And it's our man, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's bring him in. It's, that means oh, it's yeah. Time. Uh, there's one thing that went right for me last week. It was my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Had the Houston Texans minus two. Safe to say they took care of business in that showing. Boom. Who is your Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week? Well, last week I definitely let some people down, and more so Florida State let the ACC down. This week I figured I was going to go ahead and fill up the, uh, the coffin early on Friday night and uh, go with the BYU Cougars catching nine at home. But mm-hmm. you know what? I thought I thought back on it. I was like, you know what? No, I let a lot of people down last week. I lost some money, possibly, on that Florida State pick. So, in order to make up for that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to lock in the Wolfpack of North Carolina State at plus 150 on the money line. Lock it down. Oh. Get you a little extra value bonus right there, money line pick. I like it. So, a little Thursday night action. You're getting yours out of the way early. Yeah, fine. I figured, uh, you know, you can't gamble what you don't have on Saturday. That's right. So, you make it all on Thursday. Um, I like it. NC State plus 150 on the money line tomorrow, tonight, Thursday night. Uh, I got a little, little something different. I'm sticking to ACC, though. Kind of hit on a little bit a minute ago. I think Wake Forest is a pretty good football team. Overlooked a little bit. Uh, I keep – Hitting on this whole Clemson has played a bunch of really damn good teams, and there's going to be a letdown at some point. Maybe they're just badass. Well, they are badass, but uh, 21 and a half. They're giving up 21 and a half this week to Wake Forest. Um, I think Wake Forest, like I said, they're a little bit underrated, and Dave Clawson's got that thing going there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and take the Wake Forest Demon Deacons plus 21 in the hook on the road at Clemson. Clemson's got to slow it down at some point. Uh, Kelly Bryant, he's, he's still a freshman. He's going to have to look like a freshman at some point. Clemson always has one of these games. Last year they had two of them, NC State and Pitt. They ended up winning the NC State game because of a missed kick. Uh, lost the Pitt game. Not saying they're going to be in danger of losing this game, but I could see a 10-point win, maybe a 31-21 effort. So I uh, love – Love, love, Wake Forest plus 21 of the hook on Saturday, and that's my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a pretty good pick. I, I saw that jump out to me. I just don't have the stomach to bet against Clemson anymore so far this year. This I'll might be my the, last uh, time. I'll wait until the playoff to potentially bet on another Clemson game. Right, this might be my last time betting against them if this doesn't go right. All right, so there you have it, folks. That is, uh, that's the Defry Bets podcast for this week, Chapter 3.7. Um, like I said, guests fell through, but next week we'll come back strong. And it's going to be a good weekend, Boom. I just know it. After last weekend, it has to be. You don't go 3-10 and 10 or 3-12, and 12, whatever the hell it was, and then follow that up with another losing weekend. So, huge weekend for both of us. Feeling it right now, right? Oh, yeah. you got to play the numbers pretty much every single weekend. You know, every weekend is not going to be a winner, but you're going to have more winning weekends than not with this, uh, with this group right here. That's right. Um, we, we watch the games you don't have to. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we're, uh, 
we're always pretty good. We, we consistently win you money. We're going to continue to do that this weekend in a big way. So uh, Thursday night, we started off. We got that NC State. Boomer's going it hard. He's going hard right out of the gate. I love it. And we'll see how it plays out tonight. But until next week, folks, uh, you keep it classy out there. You tell your friends about it. And like I said, if you're going out into the wilderness this weekend, tell us about it. Let us know where you're going. Send us some party shots, and you know we'll, we were, we'll repay the favor here in a little bit and send you some koozies. Like I said, you see the starting quarterback of the team out drunk 12 hours before kickoff. We need to know about that. So uh, keep us in the know. Uh, you see the crazy atmosphere, just anything. We want to know about it. We want to be right there with you. So uh, shout us out at Deep Fry Bets on Twitter. And, you know, we're on Instagram, Facebook. We're all over the place. Tell your friends about the podcast. It's on iTunes. Hell, give us a rating if you'd like. Uh, but any, until next week. We got the winners this weekend, and we'll see you next week. Godspeed out there.